Hello, my spooky friends, and welcome back. Or if it's your first time listening, welcome to After the Ever, your podcast dedicated to all things paranormal and macabre, hosted by yours truly, me, the Pumpkin Queen. So I know I've said it a bunch of times, but I'll say it again. I love creepy things, oddities, taxidermy, antique books, old weird dolls, stuffed animals, antique paintings, anything that's kind of creepy or weird, I want it. My recording lab is full of items like that. One in particular, I have this creepy handmade doll. His head is actually tin. It's wild. He has these painted facial features on him. I posted him on Instagram, but I'll have to post him again. He is a sight to be seen. That being said, you guys get it. I love creepy dolls, items, whatever it is. I love it. So that being said, it brings me to today's theme for this episode, haunted dolls. So settle in, all you ghosts and ghouls. Episode 5's main character is Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll is a -a one-of-a-kind, handmade doll created by the German brand company Steiff that was pretty popular back around the turn of the century. Robert the Doll stands about 40 inches tall, dressed in a sailor suit, and he currently calls Key West, Florida home. The doll's origins are widely disputed. One of the stories that gets passed around is that Robert the doll was given to Eugene Otto as a present from his grandfather following a trip to Germany. But if this was the only version of Robert the doll, then we would not have much of a spooky story to tell, would we? Another version of Robert the Haunted Doll goes like this. The Otto family lived in a rather large mansion that still actually stands today, but the size of that house meant that the family needed caretakers. One of those caretakers was a maid, and that maid was said to be caught using voodoo, and she was quickly fired from her position. But before she left, she gifted Eugene Otto, Robert the doll. Jean immediately loved the doll, but had no idea that before the maid gifted Jean with Robert, it was said she used the same voodoo that she had been fired for on the doll to bring fear and discomfort to the entire Otto family. So when I was reading up on Robert's history, I kept wondering where Robert got his name. It's an odd name, right? Robert the doll. Well, the doll actually got his name from Eugene Otto. That's right. Eugene's full name is Robert Eugene Otto. So the doll ended up with the name Robert, while Otto just simply went by Gene. And together, Robert the doll and Gene Otto would go on to make a haunting mark in history. So whichever version of how Gene came to own Robert the doll 
One thing was confirmed by everyone who knew Jean. Wherever Jean went, you would find Robert always by his side. Jean's parents actually started to hear him having conversations with Robert late at night, which was entirely normal for his age. It was only when Jean started to speak to Robert in his normal voice, but the voice that replied was completely different, Jean's parents started to worry. In addition to the household chaos of Robert, Jean began speaking of the doll in first person, as if he were real. Jean even gave Robert his own toy, a stuffed dog with these big, crazy eyes, nearly as frightening as Robert's. Robert the doll's saga gets stranger and stranger as the years go on. Robert was said to have somewhat of a hold over Jean himself. And loud, violent commotions could be heard coming from Jean's bedroom, almost on a nightly basis. Furniture was often found overturned. Toys of Jean's were found completely ripped apart. On several occasions when the Otto family entered Jean's room, they would find Jean huddled on his bed, and he seemed to be completely petrified. And when Jean was asked what happened, he only had ever had one response. Robert did it. Creepy. On more than one occasion, caretakers who would arrive to fill open positions were known to quickly quit their jobs after having just a few encounters with Robert the doll. With rumors spreading around that Robert the doll would move around the home on his own and caretakers quitting their jobs almost as immediately after being hired, the doll was quickly banished to the attic. And it has been claimed that the aunt who banished Robert to the attic died the same night. Despite Robert's banishment to the attic, the Otto family was said to hear Robert the doll moving around frequently upstairs and even said they could hear footsteps that would echo throughout areas of the property that were actually completely empty. No one was there. And one of the creepiest things I found out, the Otto family said they would even hear little giggles in the middle of the night. So even though Robert the doll had this crazy energy about him, Eugene kept Robert as he grew up into an adult. Even when Jean's soon-to-be wife, Annette Parker, did not like Robert the doll, Jean made sure that Robert went to live with the autos after the couple married in Paris on May 3rd, 1930. After the couple were married, they returned from Paris to the Otto family home at 534 Eaton Street in Key West, Florida. Gene actually inherited his family's Key West mansion after his parents passed away. So Gene kept the house. Gene kept Robert propped up in a window of the house to ensure that Robert even had a great view. Holy crap, Jean did like everything for this doll. 
And I don't know, is it really that weird? I have some oddities of mine that I have in certain places for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing. Let's not hate on Jean. All right. Back to Robert's story. So at Jean's family home, they say that the school children and almost anyone walking past the property would say they often saw the doll disappear from sight and then the very next moment Robert would reappear right in front of them before their eyes. That's kind of wild. How do you explain that? Friends and family of Jean and Annette would even tell the couple that they have seen Robert's expression change almost like he was expressing his moods. Many people even avoided the house entirely so they could avoid Robert. I think he's getting a bad name. He just likes to move around the house. He's not a normal toy. He hasn't done anything wrong yet. So I kind of don't get the big deal. He hasn't hurt anybody. So right now it seems to me that Annette just doesn't like the doll because maybe Jean spends too much time with Robert. Now back to Annette, Jean's wife, she was said to completely just detest Robert and everything about him. Couldn't stand this doll and the couple would often have arguments about it. She eventually banished him back to the attic. Now naturally, Robert the doll did not take kindly to this and so Jean told his wife that Robert was demanding a room of his very own. And Robert was very specific in his demand, requesting the turret room of the house because he wanted a room with a view of the street. Gene spent all of his time in the turret room with Robert, painting and talking to the doll until his death in 1974. His wife, Annette, moved out of the home the same year but ended up dying two years later. After their deaths, the Eaton Street home containing the doll was sold to a woman by the name of Myrtle Reuter. Now, the Reuter family would actually own that estate for the next 20 years. The family had a 10-year-old daughter who found Robert in the attic and was soon super attached to him. So the Reuter family was not only the new owners of the Eaton Street home, they were also, by default, the new owners of Robert the doll. Myrtle's daughter took care of him, but soon the doll became a nightmare for her too. Things started to go bad slowly for the Reuter family. At first, it was just something like their daughter saying that Robert the doll would move around in her room by himself. The Reuters didn't think much of it, thinking maybe she had an imaginary friend or she was pretending that Robert was real. Kid stuff, the norm. But then things started to progress. At night, Myrtle's daughter would have dreams of Robert trying to kill her. One night, the family awoke to shrieks from the 10-year-old who claimed that the doll actually tried to 
to hurt her. So that was it for the Reuter family. In 1994, Myrtle donated Robert the doll to the Fort East Martello Museum, claiming the doll would move around her house on his own. Myrtle died a few months later. A very common rumor by visitors of this home is that Annette Parker is said to still haunt the turret room to this day. Upon Robert's arrival, the staff at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida made claims that they noticed a strange shift in energy at the museum. Even though Robert the doll was not initially put on display, Robert started receiving visitors as word spread about his new residence. Once Robert was put on display, spooky string of events started to occur, starting when visitors would bring their cameras and other devices to see Robert the doll, and they would try to document their own experience, the devices would start to suddenly malfunction, shutting off, batteries die, unable to get the photos they wanted, all in Robert's presence. But the creepiest and most publicized event comes from the letters that flood the Martello Museum's postal box. Soon letters began arriving addressed to Robert the doll. In these letters, visitors are offering apologies for disrespectful behavior at the museum. These letters arrive daily. A slew of ghost hunters, TV shows, psychics, skeptics, and believers visit Robert on a regular basis to witness firsthand the strange stories they have heard. Because Robert's current home dwelling is a glass case sealed up tight, it was thought that his reign of mischief was now over. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Robert's big move to the museum in Key West simply meant that his legend grew and he was exposed to more and more people. And Robert the doll's reign of mayhem continued. Staff at the museum claim that Robert has been found in different positions within his case, that footsteps have even been heard around the museum at night with no apparent explanation for the noise, and that Robert's expression has been known to change from neutral to nasty in the blink of an eye. Visitors to the museum are given advice on how to approach Robert, to speak to him in a polite way, to ask him for permission to take his photograph, and to treat him with respect. The walls of Robert's display are littered with letters from visitors apologizing for their behavior when visiting the museum. They claim that they've encountered dreadful misfortune, gotten into accidents, and had relationship breakdowns, or even experienced death or disease in the family after visiting Robert. These letters are asking for his forgiveness. There are now over 1,000 letters in total, 
and the museum keeps a catalog of all of them. Is Robert simply just thriving on the energy placed upon him? Maybe he's a misunderstood doll with a playful spirit. Or is Robert cursed by the voodoo from the maid that was fired from his family home? Maybe that voodoo was meant to bring grief and despair to anyone that comes in contact with Robert the doll and does not respect him. Now that you've heard Robert the doll's legend, maybe you can decide for yourself if he is as sinister as people claim. So I checked out the website for the museum and it seems really cool, but I'll read just a quick little blurb. I thought it was pretty interesting. At the Fort East Martello Museum, the Civil War Fort Ghost Hunt featuring Robert the Doll will turn you into a Robert the Doll authority. Our tour dispels internet legends and reveals the true story of Robert the Doll as we explore the haunted fort searching for restless spirits. The experience concludes with a 25-minute sit-down lockdown with Robert the Doll himself, where the staff will share chilling encounters, read letters to Robert, and attempt to communicate with his spirit using a spirit box and other paranormal communication devices. Holy crap. So you're telling me we can go lockdown with Robert the Doll? It sounds like a road trip to me. Their website's pretty cool. You guys have to check it out. I'll make sure I'll put all the links in the show notes below. Let's see. Robert the Doll apparently has his very own status on social media. And you can even get your very own Robert the Doll replica doll, which is obviously sold at the museum or online. I think that's what I need. I need a mini Robert the Doll. All right, let's check out some of these apology letters sent to Robert. Here's one. Robert, I just wanted to let you know that I, unlike my friends, have total respect for you. When I questioned your powers last fall, I missed my flight from Miami and nearly missed an important court date. This weekend, when I relayed my tragic tale to my friends, they openly questioned whether you even existed, much less your powers of revenge. Well, the next day, one of them had a flat tire and the others were trapped in a traffic jam on Interstate 90. Perhaps now they understand. Here's another one. Dear Robert, John and I sincerely apologize for making fun of your card from George Bush. Your flowers should be delivered today. Please enjoy them and lift this curse. Sincerely, Kathy and John. I just realized I didn't tell you guys who wrote the first letter. It was from Chris from Illinois. All right, here's another one. Hi, Robert. I visited you this Christmas on a haunted tour, and I decided to be cool and to take a photo without your permission. And I just wanted to apologize for not asking you for permission. I know it was wrong, 
and I am so, so, so sorry. I really hope you can lift your curse from me. I know it was totally wrong, and since that day, I have been freaking out about it. I'm sorry again, Robert. Please take your curse off me. Thanks again. This is Andrea from Michigan. It's like January 5th. Oh, there's another one from Andrea. Hi again, Robert. A lot of things have been going really wrong at my mom's house, and I know it was because my sister and I didn't ask for permission to take your picture, and she said some really nasty things about you. I just wanted to say how sorry I am. She was being immature, and I know that she is truly sorry too. This isn't a joke, and no one should mess around with you. But if you could please take your curse off, my sister and I, that would be the best in the world. We both are truly sorry, Robert, and we both have learned our lesson. Sincerely, Andrea from Michigan. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to have to take a trip to see Robert because why not, right? Got to do it. Well, my spooky friends, that is all she wrote for today. If you made it this far, thanks so much for checking out episode five. If you love the show and want to support the podcast, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast at, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, wherever. You can even find the show by clicking the link in my bio on my Instagram at After the Ever. On another note, I am always looking for episode suggestions and story submissions. So check out the show's website, afterthever.com, to find the contact me page and send me a note. I'll post the links in the show notes below. Thanks again to my spooky production team, Doug Shimon, Steve Miller, and Robert Shimon. Check out their links in the show notes and you'll find all of their artwork and music. They do some pretty cool stuff. Thank you again for listening into today's episode. Look out for episode six. And until next time, stay spooky, my friends. And to the Wolfman, 